the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today, the joy of Easter continues. Our Lord's victory over death, sin, and the devil appears to all. Here we are, with the well-known narration of our Lord's two apparitions at the Cenacle, or Upper Room. And this act of faith of the Apostle St. Thomas, who first doubted. This story must comfort us. In the words of Pope St. Gregory the Great, this act of faith of St. Thomas is of great help to us. What for? Because of its slowness to believe. The same slowness we observed in the disciples of Emmaus. Disciples who do not recognize our Lord and who have not understood anything about prophecies. Their slowness earns them the explanations from our Lord himself of all the scriptures and all the prophecies. The slowness of St. Thomas' belief strengthens our faith. I quote St. Gregory the Great. The story of St. Madeleine, who believed very quickly, is less useful to me than that of Thomas, who took longer. St. Gregory explained, for St. Thomas' doubting touched the wound of our Lord and thus removed from our hearts the plague of doubt. We must conceive of our Lord's special mercy towards Thomas's weakness, towards our weakness. St. Thomas, who hesitates and doubts, face of his hesitation and doubt, God's mercy means. And our Lord gives even more vivid proof of his resurrection than if St. Thomas had not doubted this resurrection. He allows him to touch his wounds and put his hand in his open side. This is a shining proof of the resurrection. Similarly, our Lord faced with the slowness of the disciple of Emmaus, felt obliged to explain the scriptures. There are also the merits received by the communion of saints. St. Thomas' doubting allows the plague of doubt to be removed from our hearts. Similarly, the force of our Lord on the way of the cross allows us to rise every time we fall into sin. These falls of our Lord provide us with perseverance and strength in trials. Likewise, Thomas's hesitation mysteriously strengthened our faith. After being consoled by St. Gregory, it must be made clear that this is not an apology for doubt. We do not allow sin on the pretext that, by God's mercy, we are healed more effectively by humility after sinning. It is not a question of praising doubt when it comes to spiritual faith. 
and we often hear, I'm like St. Thomas. I only believe what I see. This quote betrays a rather weak religious culture, just like the less jam we have, the more we spread it. It also betrays a guilty lack of faith in the truth revealed by Christ. We have to be able to answer those who have as their sole argument that they believe only what they see. If you knew St. Thomas so well and this passage of the Gospel, then you know that St. Thomas doubted and returned from his stubborn doubt. You should also know that Jesus asked him and praised all those who will believe without seeing. Why do we still doubt? The upper room episode is for our instruction. Jesus sweeps away the doubt of St. Thomas with a special grace, and St. Thomas did not persist in his temptation of doubt. St. Thomas was the first to be healed from this plague of doubt. We are now warned, and we have no reason to doubt. We can be attacked with temptations against faith. It is one thing to feel, and another to consent. But we no longer have any reason to settle in doubt. Voluntary doubt is a plague, a weakness of the spirit, a sin against faith, for it is an hesitation of what is witnessed by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, namely, that Jesus is the Son of God, and that, is, and that He was sent by the Father to make us children of God. We have become children of God, and the intro it reminds us, quasimodo geniti infantes, like newborn children. We are newborn children of grace. We long for the spiritual milk of the holy doctrine, of the faith, of grace. I am sure you all wish to see this liturgical quarantine end as soon as possible, to receive our love again in holy communion. Spiritual communion, for all its benefits, is not physical. There is a similar difference between a physical presence and a phone call. When one cannot be physically present, one can and must call. It's better than nothing, but it is not the same as the physical and material presence. Doubt is not good in itself. It is a voluntary opposition to the testimony of the Holy Trinity. St. John says in his epistle, The Father bears witness. The Son bears witness. The Holy Ghost bears witness. And their testimonies are consistent. The Father at the baptism of our Lord. His voice was heard. He is my beloved Son. The Son at the Calvary and the Holy Ghost at Pentecost. They all bear witness 
to the divinity of Jesus. Similarly on earth, says St. John, the water of baptism, the blood of our Lord on the cross and in the Holy Eucharist, and the Spirit, which visibly descends at, the, at Pentecost, bear witness. What more do we need to believe in the Son of God than these testimonies of the Holy Trinity? We also have the testimony of the sacraments on earth, and these testimonies all concur. Blessed are those who will believe without seeing. We do not see our Lord with our human eyes, but we believe that he is the Son of God. We believe that he rose from the dead on the third day. We believe that by winning over death, he also triumphed over sin. Victory over the world is our faith. Let us recognize Jesus as our, as our Savior. He will overcome sin and death in us and through us. This faith that must be renewed every day, that must be cultivated every day. We can cultivate it, we can maintain it, we can make temptations against faith run away and be repelled by this formula so beautiful and so profound, my Lord and my God. If we really want to be like St. Thomas, we must often repeat these words that are simple and profound, my Lord and my God, not only at the moment of consecration and elevation, it is a privileged moment and an excellent practice to revive our faith in the Holy Eucharist. Also, every time we genuflect before the Blessed Sacrament, we can utter this prayer inwardly. We must say this every time we are beset by the temptation of doubt. At any moment, one may happen to be beset with doubt against faith. God does not turn away from us, but God wants us to strengthen our faith by responding with acts of faith. During our daily life, outside the church, we do not see Jesus, but we can see him through all events, whether they are happy or painful. God's loving mercy must always be recognized. Jesus is present. He rules history. He wisely directs all the events of our lives. The involuntary things, the things we have not chosen, which are unforeseen, the inconveniences, the joys, all these serve for our sanctification. We must see it as divine providence, the map and presence of our Lord. Let us be convinced that victory over the world will come through faith. Our faith will grow by acts of faith. Viva Christo! In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen.